0: Welcome to Fully Vetted Animal Care News from the Clinic to the Farm, presented by the Ohio Veterinary Medical Association. And here are your hosts, Mia Cunningham and David Frash.
1: Here we go, episode two of Fully Vetted, presented by the Ohio Veterinary Medical Association. My name is David Frash. I'm one of your co hosts. Along with me today is Mia Cunningham, our other co host. And behind the keyboard is Kristen Bennett, our producer. In today's episode, we decided to take a look at one of the hot topics in veterinary medicine. It's something that we talk about here in the office every single day. It's something that we discuss at the state capitol almost every single day, student debt. I think what's really sobering to me are the numbers that we're hearing both out of Ohio State and AVMA. The average student debt across America is around $184,000. And in the last four years at Ohio State, the average student debt is anywhere between $211,000 and $222,000. It's truly a mortgage payment without the house. Today's episode, we look at the proactive actions that students as well as faculty and instructors at Ohio State are taking. Mia, if you don't mind, can you give our our listening audience a little bit more of an insight as to why we sat down with our guest today?
2: Thanks, David. Yeah, I had the chance to sit down with Amanda Fark, who is the OSU College of Veterinary Medicine's Director of Career Development, and she brought along Rebecca McKee, who is a third-year vet student at the college. So OSU recently hosted their first annual financial summit in hopes of teaching students about responsible borrowing, budgeting, investing, and overall strategies for managing their financial future. I was really impressed by Rebecca and her desire to not only want to learn more about how to prepare herself, but as well as her time management skills, was actually pretty impressive. So we're hopeful that this initiative is the first of many and uh, hopefully you enjoy the interview. Welcome back to the program. We are here today with Amanda Fark from the College of Veterinary Medicine at The Ohio State University, as well as third-year student, Becca McKee. Thank you ladies both for being here today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, so Amanda, I'd like to start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your role at the college and then talk to us about this fall series that you guys have going on?
3: Sure, so I am the Director of the Office of Career Management and Professional Development. Been there for, I'm starting my eighth hiring season and what my office is geared toward is really helping students decide what they want to do with their dvm degree and then how do they get there so that's everything from individual meetings one-on-one let's talk about your career path some alumni we can connect you with experiences you should be pursuing and then in that fourth year it's contract negotiation job searching deciding what offer is the best or what path you want to pursue and then ultimately sending you off on your way and then the other part of what the office handles is Professional Development Curriculum. Okay. And that curriculum handles everything from financial literacy to practice management to ethics, business, communication skill building, all of that what some people call soft skills but we prefer to call professional skills.
2: Okay. So specifically when it comes to the financial summit, Mm -hmm. where did that idea come from?
3: Sure, that's a great question. Uh, Dr. Emma Reed, who is the Associate Dean of Professional Programs at Ohio State, she and I were having a conversation about how we could help our students improve their well-being. Okay. So as we know that that is something that is occurring on the national scene, um, improving all veterinarians' sense of well-being. Absolutely. We do a pretty good job at Ohio State about having programs geared toward yoga or mindfulness techniques, meditation, that type of thing. But instead of thinking of how we can deal with the, the effects of stress, let's think about what the sources are. Okay. And one of those top sources are uh, financial well-being. The student loan debt that our students face once they graduate and it persists throughout their careers because many of them face a very high debt load. We have great speakers that come in and talk within the program and said, how can we utilize those more? Right. So we reached out to Dr. Tony Bartels okay. of the Venn Foundation, Dr. Lance Roesa, who has drip.vet, which is uh, geared toward uh, financial literacy, and he's also an uh, attorney okay. within the veterinary profession. And then also we utilize Dr. Tim Ulbrich, who is a professor in pharmacy. Mm-hmm at Ohio State and also has a financial company on the side. And his goal is to help pharmacy students prepare for a life of financial success. And that's directly translatable to the veterinary profession as well. So
2: if you could give our listening audience just a little idea of the titles and topics of some of the Mm -hmm. sessions that
3: were covered. Some of the topics that were covered was Climbing mountain debt, navigating your loan repayment options. There's a lot of options out there with a lot of different acronyms and it's hard to figure out. Yeah, navigate through that. Yes. And government resources aren't always the most informational either and and neither will they tell you this is the one you should do or this is the one that's best for you based on your situation. A lot of the programs and the information out there is based on undergraduate repayment, so it's hard for professional students sometimes to be able to navigate that. Okay. The other was the PSLF, and that's the Public Student Loan Forgiveness Program. And that's where students can get their debt forgiven after 10 years of service in a nonprofit company. Okay. So, really navigating that, how interns and residents could utilize that when they work at academic institutions, it's something that many people don't realize that it's out there and how they can subscribe to it. Okay. We also talked about how to consolidate or not to consolidate your loans planning for life events, so what happens when you want to buy a house or planning on having a family, Yeah. Um, these other big things that happen in our, our professionals' lives. And if you are face- you have a huge debt payment, but then you also want to do these other things of life that cost a lot of money too, how do you navigate that? that
2: okay. Mm-hmm. So what type of impact does the department hope that the program will have on students who attend?
3: We hope that people walk away with a sense of, I can control this or I have a plan or strategy in place okay we want them to stray away from the avoidance factor yeah. when something causes anxiety we typically are uh, we don't want to face it yeah, put it on the back burner right, right. we've yeah. had students say this is monopoly money to me it doesn't make I don't care and okay. then when they graduate and they're faced with that first repayment okay. yeah. yeah it's it's very it's almost a you know slap in the face so right it can be very difficult to navigate. We really would just wanna make sure that we are giving them the strategies and the information, the resources that we can now so that they can mitigate the debt and then also feel like they have a plan once they graduate.
2: Wonderful. Now bearing that in mind, I'm gonna to transition to you, Becca. Okay. So again, you're a third-year student mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure you are very aware of you know, the financial
4: commitment that this is very aware. Him, so. <laughs> so what intrigued you about attending the summit? Um, So I already felt like, especially even going into vet school, that I had a pretty good grasp on just handling finances and all of the adult things that kind of entail with pursuing a professional degree. However, I did know that with the current student loan crisis that's happening, vet students were particularly susceptible, especially with increasing tuition costs and decreasing starting salary for veterinarians compared to other similar professions like medical school and pharmacy. So I felt pretty well versed, but then there were still things that I was hearing that seemed alarming, seemed jarring, especially considering I'm interested in pursuing a residency after veterinary school. Okay. So you're looking at having your average starting salary be cut even more drastically compared to just going into general practice. So I wanted to explore opportunities to better understand how I could make steps now that would decrease my debt later okay. and handle the debt that I was going to have later. Initially, I actually attended a session prior to the Midwest Veterinary Conference that Mm -hmm. was sponsored by OVMA, where Dr. Tony Bartels actually spoke about climbing Mount Det. Yeah. And that was my first year of veterinary school. And I realized, like, wow, this is actually feasible and I don't have to live, like, I'm in college and eating ramen and yeah. surviving off the bare minimum for the entirety of my loan repayment. I can mm-hmm. actually be intelligent, use some of the other resources like a high interest savings account, as well as understand just understanding how the system works. And because there aren't many resources that talk about loan payment, they make you do this master promissory note that is dozens of pages long that mm-hmm. you're supposed to read it and no one Nobody actually really reads it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the immediate concern is, I'm going to vet school, I'm excited. I need money to go to vet school. But then all of a sudden, you see the numbers start adding up and you're like, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. So I was just interested in learning more on the handling side. So do you feel that
2: the topics covered as well as the speakers that, you know, facilitated, how did they go about kind of splicing this down in a way that was just practical and manageable for your life?
4: So VIN has some calculators that are really helpful to help you really visualize and very much personalize your situation because everyone's debt is different. Right. Especially now with recent grads, the kind of debt management skills that are used in even just the past five years, are drastically different compared to everyone that's mentoring us. So that was something that I didn't really even think about Mm -hmm. just as the government administrations are changing and as these loan options are changing. So it's nice to hear from recent graduates who are handling their debt. So they kind of brought that immediacy that I'm going through this right now okay. and ironing out the kinks so that way when you get there, you have a more solidified step-by-step process to follow that you can still tailor to your own personal life. A lot of them kind of touched on that. Okay. And then some other topics kind of touched on how you can work with your employer okay. to also get the most benefits from your loan or payment option while also like having a livable wage doing contract negotiations, making sure that you get as many benefits as you can while also getting a reasonable salary that isn't going to be detrimental when you're looking at income-based repayment options. So it it was just a different way of thinking about it and really immersing you in a subject that seems very overwhelming, but they really broke it down into here's what you need to know um, and here's how you can go about and take action for it.
2: And what I really liked hearing you say was just you know, being able to customize the situation to fit your lifestyle, what your debt load is. So it sounds like some incredible resources, Amanda, that you guys are able to pull together for these students. So Becca, just overall, can you give me just a sense of what you've walked away from the uh, summit feeling?
4: It definitely relieved a lot of anxiety. I know people tend to look at it and then just get anxiety from it. But the sense of relief kind of comes from the ability to take control of that. And then understand that the actions that you take can have a direct impact on that. And then additionally, it was kind of reinforcing. I was very fortunate that I had gotten exposed to it pretty early in my first year in understanding kind of the different nuances that loan repayment can take on and how you can influence what your options are later based on just being in vet school and the choices that you make. What I wish is that all of my class was able to have that. So it was really awesome seeing some of the first year students there as well, getting an idea. And then hopefully later on, they can serve as a resource to their peers. It was also helpful to know that I was doing the appropriate steps. Yeah. Um, I've been working with a financial advisor, which I previously didn't think that I could afford. And there was actually several resources within Columbus that work with students, make sure that you're on the right track, and you can already establish that relationship prior to getting out of Getting school. out of school. So that way you kind of have the tools prior to accepting your first job offer, prior to making very, very large, life-changing financial decisions like buying a house, starting a family. So it was very helpful. So dare I say, just help
2: laying that blueprint, you know, having the appropriate tools that you can make the decisions, you know, to give you whatever, you you know, you desire for your life, but work-life balance. Like, it just sounds like this has been an awesome, awesome summit. So is this something that you plan to offer every year?
3: Dr. Reed and I talked about this and had a little debrief afterwards with some of the speakers too, and who speak at other colleges throughout the U.S. as well. So they they know what's going on on the the national landscape, and they were very impressed with this and the amount of impact that we were able to have on each individual student. As Becca mentioned, we wish more people would have taken advantage of this opportunity, and that's where Dr. Reed and I think we might move into the future. So. Okay. Whether at OVMA, we are grateful to have you sponsor that, and maybe we open it up to alumni and OVMA members, so recent graduates. This is directly translatable to their situations, too. Absolutely. Or perhaps building it into the curriculum where it is, you know, two-day intensive summit that other classes stop and everyone has to go to this because everyone faces this at some level in their life
2: in the meantime are there resources from the summit that are available to you know recent grads or even some of our members who might be interested that they could go and seek out the information
3: yes tony bartels with the venn foundation he's got the student loan repayment calculator and there are other resources that the venn foundation has worked tirelessly on the last several years to really build that up so graduates can go and seek that out AVMA also does a great job. My Vet Life has a whole financial resource section
2: okay.
3: that they can also access the Venn Foundation through that. Wonderful.
2: Well, ladies, thank you both so much for being here. This has been wonderful information to have for our audience, and we look forward to seeing what you guys are going to do in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for today. having us. Yep. Absolutely. Up next on Fully Vetted, David and I sit down with Emma Ranney to discuss her experience as the OVMA Class of 22 student rep. We are here with OVMA student rep for the class of 2022, Emma Ranney. Emma, thank you for joining us today.
5: It's so nice to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So we
2: want to start off by just talking a little bit about your background.
5: Well, my first experience with veterinary medicine began when I was growing up because my parents are both veterinarians and had a mixed animal practice in Wood County. And so I grew up uh, going on farm calls and riding around in the back of the farm truck and just spending a lot of time at the clinic. And then later we moved to Lorain County and in high school I got involved in 4-H and FFA and raised beef cattle and boar goats and my family raises Brittany hunting dogs and I was just really involved with animals and they kind of became my world. So it just seemed like a natural path to go right into veterinary school. Absolutely.
1: So it seems like you've spent pretty much your whole life around veterinary medicine and now being a student at the College of Veterinary Medicine at Ohio State. What interested you in becoming an OVMA student rep?
5: Well, when I first saw the position, it just seemed like it'd be a really meaningful thing to apply for. And I had a very positive impression of OVMA just from conferences and things that my parents had gone to. And I Since I had such a big interest in veterinary medicine and since I was born and raised in Ohio, it just seemed like kind of a natural thing to apply for. So what have you enjoyed most about your experience as a rep so far? My experience working with OVMA has been great so far. The other representatives that I work with are wonderful and I have made some really important connections and really learned a lot about how the board operates and how OVMA influences legal changes involving veterinary medicine in Ohio.
1: So you've seen OVMA not only from being a member, being a daughter of of two members, but now you're on the inside, kind of lifted the veil. What has surprised you most about the association thus far?
5: I think I was most surprised with how busy this organization is and how you guys put on a Midwest Vet Conference. And then it seems like you turn around immediately and just start planning for the next year. And OVMA always has something going on and it seems never ending sometimes. You guys are really active. And I, I guess I wasn't expecting that.
1: Thank you.
2: Very much. I'd love to hear that.
5: Now, is there any OVMA
2: sponsored event that you've attended that you found most informative?
5: Well, I think that by far the most informative thing I've attended was Midwest Vet Conference, just because it's so big and it kind of hits all aspects of veterinary medicine with all the different categories it represents. But there have been a few OVMA sponsored like student events and some dinners and like lunch lectures and OVMA really tries to be involved with the student body, which we really appreciate. Now, have you had a chance to attend our legislative day yet? I haven't. Okay.
2: So David, that's your baby.
1: Yeah. April will have to get you there for sure. Okay. (laughs) So we've talked about all the good things OVMA does, and you know, hopefully this list is relatively short, but is there anything that you can think of that OVMA can do to improve your experience as a member?
3: Well,
5: anything that OVMA can do as far as student resources are always greatly appreciated. Um, sometimes students don't really know how to branch out from our resources at the school into veterinary practices in the surrounding area and throughout Ohio. So any additional information on work opportunities and externships that OVMA could provide within a range of experiences would be much appreciated by the students.
1: That's great feedback, thank you.
5: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So moving forward, Emma, how likely would you be
2: to encourage others to get involved in OVMA?
5: I would absolutely encourage everyone else to be involved in OVMA. I can't really find a good reason why anyone wouldn't want to be, you know, especially as a student at Ohio State or as a practitioner in Ohio, um, it just seems like a great resource and a wonderful group of people and a way to connect and really network. So it's a very active organization. The state of Ohio is very lucky to have that.
1: Thank you. You know, you got a couple years left here in school, but what are your plans after graduation? Do you plan on going residency straight into practice?
5: My plans are to be determined. I really do like theriogenology. I grew up raising cattle and goats and Britneys, and... Brittany's and I did research this summer with the Theriot department at Ohio State and really liked it. So if I did decide to do a residency, it would probably be in Theriot Great. Awesome. Well, you're definitely one to watch. So thank you so much for being (laughs) here with us. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me here.
1: And to wrap up today's episode of Fully Better Podcast, we invited OVMA Communications Director Kristen Bennett to give us a sneak peek of the upcoming newsletter.
0: Thanks, David. In the first issue of the decade, we have a preview of what awaits you at the 2020 Midwest Veterinary Conference. First and foremost, the MVC offers more than 400 hours of continuing education and 30-some tracks presented by 100-plus expert speakers from across North America. We're excited to debut new features like the Exhibit Hall Product Demos Theater, the Reflection Room, and the first Animal Abuse CE track. If you still need to fulfill your CE requirements for veterinary license renewal on March 1st, please join us in Columbus, February 20th through the 23rd. If you haven't yet registered, be sure to sign up online at www.mvcinfo.org by February 7th to get the discount advanced pricing. And don't forget, you can renew your OVMA membership during registration. Also in this issue of the newsletter, we have a feature article from wellness expert Dr. Marie Holowaychuk on modeling healthy behavior and setting boundaries. You'll also find a recap on 2019 legislative and regulatory events, including an update on CBD products and veterinary medicine. In To Your Credit, Terrence Ward of Merrimack, OVMA's approved service partner for credit card processing, talks about why it's so important to be PCI-compliant. The benefits go beyond protecting your client's financial information. And finally, Dr. Ellen Yoakum bids us farewell and reflects on her year as president and what OVMA was able to accomplish in 2019. And if I may, I'd like to add that one of those accomplishments is this very podcast. Back to you, David.
1: Thank you, Kristen, for that sneak peek in the upcoming newsletter. For OVMA members, you can expect to receive your copy in your mailbox in the next week or you can always access it on the members-only center of the OVMA website. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. We would like to thank Amanda Fark and veterinary students Becca McKee and Emma Rani for taking time out of their busy days to sit down with us. Mia, if you don't mind, tell our listeners what we have on next episode.
2: Sure, David. On our next episode, we had the chance to sit down with OVMA Executive Director Jack Advent and talk about CBD products. Following our interview with Jack, David sat down with Dr. Kevin Corcoran to learn more about his involvement as an OVMA board member.
1: We greatly appreciate you listening to Fully Vetted Podcast.
2: Until next time.
1: Thank you.
0: The Ohio Veterinary Medical Association is always seeking ways to enrich your member experience. To access resources mentioned in this episode, share your feedback, and send us an email or voice message, please visit FullyVettedPodcast.com. Thanks for
1: listening to Fully Vetted. We'll see you next time.